Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with us so long. We are wrapping up our Alien Shorties. This one is going to be Alien Covenant. <laughs> <sighs> if you made it through the Prometheus one, you may as well listen to this one. <laughs> so I, that's why I went and saw the movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same <laughs> feeling well. we had watching it. Uh, it it's going to be a good one, so you should definitely check it out. Uh, it'll be it'll be lots of fun. So strap in, <laughs> strap on, and strap in. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engines running. Lift off. We have a lift off. And that brings us to the next movie, Alien Covenant, which continues the adventures of our flute-playing robot, Alien Mastermind. Oh my god, did we forget to mention in the last one that that's how he activated the ship? There's a fucking, they see this through the stupid hologram video, there's a flute that somehow is like the keys to the ship, and if you boo doo doo and then there's what appears to be hard-boiled eggs. Squishy ones. That you boop. And when you squish those eggs, it turns the ship on after you foot loop and then boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's a lot of music. You have beep, boop, 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 Dude, how fucking cool would it be to make an alien tribute band? Someone's on the squeeze box, someone's on the hard boiled eggs, and somebody's on the flute. <laughs> I love it. Boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, boop. So terrible. So, so. Oh, fucking, oh, God. So now we get to Alien Covenant, which is a prequel to the prequels of the sequels. And they got all these people going to another planet to colonize it. This is supposed to be, timeline-wise, a sequel to Prometheus. But a prequel to Still a to prequel aliens. to Aliens. Yeah. And critics have said it's better. I heard it was better than Prometheus. I heard it was definitely more of an alien movie. Mm-hmm. I was lied to. It at least has a xenomorph in it. Sort of. Yeah, I'll give it that. But, like... It's like someone didn't read the instructions that came with the Xenomorph. Ugh. So, movie opens with Michael Fassbender and uh, Memento. And it makes it clear that Michael Fassbender, the robot, wants to be a father and a creator himself and doesn't understand why he's been created. And then, like you said, people have to go... They go into a different planet. And this movie, most of this movie is shit goes wrong in space. Like, they have some problems with their spaceship and people are dying um james franco catches on fire okay james franco (laughs) catches on fire and let me just pause our entire review for one second he dies burned up what do they do with him mummify him right out the airlock yeah that's what they did with kane's body now in the first one his body was host to a creature that is now somewhere loose on the ship they had a protocol that they didn't follow to quarantine his body before he died. Yeah. That quarantine protocol does not include dead bodies. Yeah. Because now throughout this entire franchise, anytime we have dead bodies, shoot them out the airlock. Shoot them out the airlock. That's the only thing we could do. I don't think... I mean, we have technology where we could read people's dreams. 
We don't have a freezer big enough to put a human body in. We have to shoot that shit, which could be scientifically value or at least evidence. We're just shooting that shit out into space. Shooting out into space. There's just all these bodies flying through space because of these movies. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. They love shooting some bodies out into space. They did in Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Did they? That's, that's how you dispose of bodies in space. <laughs> Thanks, aliens. Makes good sounds. Um, so these guys go to a planet. I, I will give this movie this credit. They made characters again. These are people who I understood what they wanted. Yeah, I'll give you that. They were kind of generic because they all wanted the same things. We want to get to this planet and make some babies. That was... <laughs> everybody wanted that. But they at least wanted things. They at least had stake in what they were doing. We knew what some of them were good at. They had jokes. They had... Re- rapport between each other i will give this movie that it brought better characters to the to this plot okay but most of this movie is shit going wrong in space like they fix all this shit then they get then they they suddenly hear john denver in space barely (laughs) yeah barely yeah and basically they hear this it and was barely even that. And the guy from Eastbound and Down and the yeah. writer of the new Halloween movie goes, oh, shit, that's John Denver. Wait, he wrote a new Halloween movie? He's writing the new Halloween movie, yeah. Danny McBride is. What the fuck is happening to Hollywood? I don't know. Maybe man. he'll do a good job. Danny McBride. He was one of my favorite parts of this movie, but all right, continue, continue. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, shit, that's John Denver. Rocky Mountain High or whatever. And they're like, it is? He's like, yeah, I wouldn't miss that for a thing. So like, okay, we'll go to this planet and check it out. And the smart person in the movie goes, no, we're not. Um, We did a survey of this entire area, and this didn't pop up on AOK. We know a planet that we're going to that is supposed to be good. It's already set. It has everything we want. Yeah, let's not do that. But they go, fuck it. Let's go there. Let's go to there. Why didn't that place pop up on any of their surveys as being like, maybe okay, but no, I don't know. Anyway. Maybe okay, but no. So they land, and then it turns into the hiking movie. <laughs> Alien hiking. Then so, one woman is like, oh, I'm going to stop here and collect samples. And they make some guy, some guard guy stay with her. Yep. And they hike their asses around. <laughs> People keep stepping on mushrooms and shit that shoot the goose spores into the air. Yeah, we as the audience see people step on <clears throat> plants and little black fuzzies fly up in the air. It looks like the shit that comes out of John Coffey's mouth in uh, Green Mile. Yeah. <laughs> and again, hey, oh, well, it says it has oxygen. Let's not wear our respirators or any sort of protection. But at least that time when they landed, like the ships say it's, it, it's fine to breathe. And you're like, all right, I'll just buy that more than like you go out there with helmets and take them off. Uh, I don't care what the ship says. I'm wearing a helmet. I agree. Until I can get a couple monkeys out there, maybe some rabbits, make sure they can breathe. And if they can breathe for a week straight, right. then I will take my helmet off. I agree. Because who's to say that you're just not in a pocket of air and then you walk into another area and it's like, no oxygen here, suck a dick. In a vacuum. Yep. Vacuum sucking dick. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> So they hike around a bunch, and they find the crashed alien ship from Prometheus, and dudes start getting sick because they've been huffing all this fucking black fuzzy shit. Yeah, stepping on this black fuzzy shit. (laughs) So they take him back to the ship, and he starts convulsing 
like a dude from... Like a dude sucking a dick in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. He starts convulsing, and this idiot creature comes out of his back for no reason. Again, how did that happen, and how did it fit in there, and how did it, you know... Whatever. And the chick on the ship is smart enough to lock the door and not let him in. But then she's like, well, I'm going to go in there with a shotgun and just start shooting everything, <laughs> even though that's our spaceship and you don't want to blow a hole in the hole, but fuck it. And this little creature gets out and runs out and the ship blows up. It looks like a tiny alien baby, like a tiny xenomorph baby. It looks like a white jelly bean with arms and legs. Yeah, first of all, the fact that it was white was hurtful, but at least it looked more like an alien than we've seen. But why come out of his back? Because Black Goo is, I forgot, just chaos. Who gives the, only, the only thing I think of is that it was just trying to be different than yeah. alien. So that runs out, and it also looks, in my opinion, pretty bad. It looks very computer it's very cg it looks very much um, like uh remember the puppet from yeah. alien 3 yeah the purplish puppet yeah. that's what this looked like the scene where it comes out is kind of cool it's super gory so i like that but yeah some of that looked good but it was so much cg and, and then it was runs around and there's like a scene where they're it's they're in tall weeds and they can't really see it Two or three people get killed. Get their Can't faces tell you ripped up. Yeah, who don't who know who got why. killed, yeah. who got hurt. And that scene's kind of cool because it's like the Raptors, but you know, it's like the Raptors in the second Jurassic Park movie. But again, overall, just very, you know, it's okay. And then, and then, and then. Oh, because oh, so there, it's the Raptor scene from Lost World. Yeah, where multiple aliens, at least two or three, are running around, jumping, grabbing, ripping people up. And they're kind of getting their asses kicked. They can't do anything about it. And then a hooded, cloaked figure shows up, takes care of some shit, makes a loud noise or something, does something. (laughs) (laughs) I just am referencing uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi from the first Star Wars movie. They'll soon be back and in greater numbers. Yep. They get it. He's like, you got to come with me. They'll come back soon. So, so, I mean, so so it takes him to this giant city, huge city. How did you not see that on your fucking survey? Huge city that is like Pompeii. I mean, it's all these corpses everywhere. Just corpses everywhere. That's when I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go back to the ship. I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with the aliens outside, not come into your city of the dead. But he's like, no, nah, it's cool. I'm, I'm another David robot. And they're like, oh, sweet. And we from, yeah, it's, it's David. So now there's two Michael Fassbender robots walking around the same scenes. And I, I feel like you you and I, the audience, we are recognizing a lot of design elements from Prometheus. A lot from the temple mm-hmm. that we saw in Prometheus. Yeah. Because he's in the engineer city. And pretty quickly we realize David showed up, fucked these people up. <laughs> or the engineer city just fucked them up. He dropped bombs on them, literally. This was an engineer planet. Yeah. And he, he, he dropped those vases on him with yeah, full of the venom goo. He went, venom got yeah, all over him. He went medieval on their asses, but they didn't turn into alien sharks or spit no, out face like huggers. Died. They just died. Like the, like the engineer at the end, at the beginning of the first one. Yeah, because again, chaos, just just elemental chaos. That black goo does just not made, have yeah. any sort of any sort of rhyme or reason. And then we have these. Now that we have these two Michael Fassbender robots, there are two flute playing scenes. Where they are, I guess, the, 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 the robot from Prometheus, whose name is... David. David, is teaching the one from Covenant, whose name is Walter, yep. how to play the flute. Ugh. And it's like a device and a metaphor, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, it's a metaphor. But, you're, <laughs> but we're still watching you idiots play the fucking flute for, for a, a whole scene. period of time, yeah. And then it comes back to it later. Then, this is the part that made me roll my eyes the most. 
the xenomorphs were created by David. And that just pissed me off to no end because why, why did you have to make it human created? Right. Why do humans have to be the genesis of everything? The, he, he's been genetically tinkering with the black goo and with the aliens and the face huggers and he's created the eggs. David has. A human creation has created the eggs. All the movies now lead back to this human created android. And I hate that. I hate that. I with, agree. With because no, why? Like, why? What, are you making a statement or like it's not it certainly in my opinion does not improve the storytelling. It doesn't, doesn't improve, improve anything. Are you making a statement of how destructive humans are? Or how life is circular and comes back on itself. It just makes no sense. It does not. First of all, it's not interesting. It's like finding out that there was time travel and you went back and now you're your own grandpa. Like, like that's how disappointing it is. It's. I think it was George Lucas was like, "Hey, so Ridley, yeah, remember I made those awesome movies, and remember like there was a mystical force that really couldn't be explained called the Force." He's like, "Yeah." Remember when I retconned it so that it was just bacteria in your blood? Oh, that was a great idea. Yeah, I want tiny little bacteria now, too. <laughs> Ruby's face sold that joke really well. Just stop making little bacteria be the source of everything. No. I mean, it, it, it adds nothing to the story. It, if anything, just makes it a more like, really? Really? Right. Like... Really? It makes no sense. Like, it's not Flute a good playing. decision. <sighs> You're telling now, like, now this is now becoming a new story or a new trilogy or a new series of movies about Michael Fassbender. Yeah. The original trilogy, was, trilogy or four movies, really, was about Ripley encountering the aliens. This is about Michael Fassbender creating the aliens. Yeah. But it just makes no fucking sense. It's like, it's almost like if you made a movie about the gun manufacturing plant. Yeah that made the weapon that eventually killed Bruce Wayne's parents. You're like, this isn't a Batman story. Oh, oh, but even better, it turns out it's Bruce Wayne who went back in time to try and, like, <laughs> invent something else, but he accidentally invented guns. It makes no sense. It's really stupid. It's very, con and it's super convoluted. And not only is it a stupid explanation, yeah. it's undoing shit. Like, at least George Lucas's mitochondria bullshit, yeah. not mitochondria, uh, midi-chlorians, <laughs> mitochondria are real things. The midi-chlorian bullshit, as stupid as that is, and it does take the magic away, he didn't go back and say, midi-chlorians are why Darth Vader cut your hand off because yeah. they come into your hand. You get He didn't change that. Yeah. Although he did do the special edition, so I take that back. Ugh. This shit is now saying, well, it's not just queen, egg, face, face hugger, chestburster, yeah drone it's saying it's fucking squid shark head little dancing white alien penis little snakes tiny alien penis snakes worms goo it's like what what wh slow the fuck what are you trying to say yeah. i don't even understand what you're saying now you know i i thought this the other night when i watched covenant and now just watching prometheus again with you it really is like ridley scott didn't see the first movie no he forgot like it's about it. really like, and it's funny because do you know about the deleted scene in the first movie where Ripley finds Brett and Dallas and they're alive? Mm. There's a deleted scene, and I think it's on the DVDs and stuff, where later in the film, Ripley finds Brett and Dallas and they've been cocooned, but they're like mutating into eggs. And it was 
I believe they were setting it up so that the one alien could reproduce itself. Okay. So the cycle would then be egg, face hugger, chest burster, drone, and then that drone could somehow make you into a new egg. So it didn't kill you, it would make you a new egg. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. I think it would also raise some of its own questions, and it's not as cool as the other thing, Mm -hmm. I think. Then you and I talked earlier about the blue cover yeah. that's over the, the eggs in the first that, one. Yeah, it's like, and it's like a laser, and he, yeah. put, and he says it reacts when broken or when yeah. touched, and he shows that. He then falls into the egg pit, Kane, yep. in the first movie. Yep. Then as he's looking at the eggs, there is a shot that shows, the shot starts at the top of the egg, and where you know where it opens, and you can see drips running up, and then drips are running on the egg, Straight up. up. Yeah. And then the camera pans down and you can see through the egg and you can see something inside is moving. Now, I don't know if that was a contextual thing that he did on purpose or if that was just a shot that got reversed that they hoped nobody would see the water. It's awesome. But I wonder if that's weird shit that if Ridley Scott had had his way or if he didn't have final edit or whatever... Would that movie have been changed for the worse? Because there are some weird strands in that movie. The whole rape thing. Lambert was supposed to get raped by the alien. That's when the tail goes between her legs. Yeah. There was an implied there that I think was longer. Maybe longer in the director's cut. Or in the script form was a little bit longer. But I wonder. Maybe Ridley Scott. Excuse me. Maybe Ridley Scott was not as responsible for the awesomeness of Alien as we once thought. Which is often said now about Luca. Again. About Lucas, maybe Lucas wasn't as genius with Star Wars as we thought. Maybe that's just what he came up with. I think that's absolutely what happened. But it's hard to say. Like, it is hard to say. But it really does feel that way because he's ignoring everything that was laid out that I would hold dear if I created it. Sure. That I'd be like, man, I created this ecology. I shouldn't be fucking it up. a culture thing. I mean, the chest burster, the face hugger alien at, with the dome head. Think of how many rip-off aliens you've seen. Everything. You Everything know what I mean? rips it off. Well, I mean, and this movie even fucks up chestbursters. So, flute-playing David lures this dude down into the egg pit that he's created and is like, check it out. And a face hugger jumps on his face and then, like, a couple minutes later, a chestburster starts bursting out of him and you're like, oh, good, finally, we'll start to see, you know, something we recognize. Nope. Fully formed, itty bitty, smiley ass alien pops up with a stupid and it's white. It's white. It's translucent with a stupid smile on its face, and it's fully and 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 he starts doing the Buffalo Bill ugly woman pose, and he stands there all like, "Check me out, you guys!" with his stupid smile, and David's all like, "I am your god," and it's all like, "Sup, Dad?" It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Why was there not a chestburster there? That was a chestburster. It should have been a chestburster. You putting something else in there is a stupid throw to be like, hmm, what a twist. But I feel like you're twisting yourself so out of control, you're never going to unwind and you're never going to get it back to the original. And for no reason. Like, I I, I feel like if you sat Ridley Scott down and said, hey, why was that a little white Jesus creature instead of a chestburster? I don't know that him, I don't know that that Ridley Scott would be able to answer that in a way I'm not even saying that made me believe him yeah but I don't know that he could give me an answer that made sense to him like why would that be a an actual choice it's so dumb so 
to to wrap this movie up. There isn't much more to say, but they they fuck around some more on this planet. <laughs> a xenomorph shows up. They fuck around with the xenomorph for a little bit, and they get back to the ship. And then we have some scenes that are alien, very alien-esque. Like, alien gets on the ship with them, they're running around the hallways, and then they blow it out the airlock. <laughs> his head, his head, Ruby's head is literally in his hands and he's shaking it right now. And, you know, that scene's okay. I was like, all right, I'm on board for this. That was a little balloon pop That was for fun me. and it was yeah. action and stuff. Yeah. But at that point, I was already, as a movie, I was already yeah. out. I, you could have had a fucking predator jump on there and join the fight. I'm not buying the yeah. DVD. But they, <clears throat> you know, and then it ends with Michael Fassbender David flute playing face. He's somehow on the ship because he switched bodies and nobody noticed, which is ludicrous because there were some very distinct... He, he <laughs> yeah. had a nail shoved through his jaw and nobody was like, what happened to your... that?" Th-? You know, it's so weird. But I didn't even think about the nail. Yeah, the nail he had a nail through his chin at one point and he wouldn't be able to like sneak on board as... What's the other David's name? Walter. As Walter without somebody being like, wait a sec. Right. But... He does, and they do, and they try to pay it off, and whatever. And then he barfs up some face huggers, which... Embryotic face huggers. But now he's on this other ship. So now, he to, to complete this arc that they've backed themselves into a corner, they're going to need to get him to another engineer planet to steal another ship, fill it with eggs, and get me to LV-426. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be him, I guess, but we do need a... They they refer to it as the derelict ship, but we now are I guess are are unless there's some weird fucking backstory about yep. stealing spaceships, that weird horseshoe shaped ship. Yeah. That one of those has to land at LV four two six, and it could have nothing to do with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. You could do that, but just why are you establishing the hell out of everything that lo- you know what it is? It looks like Alien. Mm-hmm. But it's not alien. This it, one was close. You know. You know what Prometheus is. Prometheus is when you want a Batman costume and your mom makes you a Batman costume, and you have to like it because she made it for you. But at the end of the day, it's janky as hell and doesn't quite fit. <laughs> it's it's like the symbols like slightly off center. The bat has too many wing point. Has like feet. <laughs> yeah. Like the bat, the bat has had, feet. The bat has feet. The bat has a beak. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and it's just all wrong, and it's obviously made out of pajama material. And it's just <laughs> like I can't wear this. I'm so so, you know. But you're gonna. She makes you wear it anyway, and you do it because she made it for you. So everybody chomps on to Prometheus and Alien Covenant because they want more Alien movies, mm-hmm. and they convince themselves they're loving it. And it's Ridley Scott. So the first time you're supposed to be like, well, you know what you're doing. You know right? what you're doing, but they don't. And it isn't. And it's not aliens. It's something different. And it's being, you're just being lied to you, lied to about it being aliens. And you're just eating it up and saying, well, guess at least I'm getting, getting Batman pajamas. Like we're just making do when we deserve better and we can get better and we know how to make better. We've seen it. Right, right. Here's my thought. Okay. This is the, the final thought we can give before we do a countdown. Okay. I thought of this. Last night, I, I, I when I walked out of Covenant, I said I'm not going to see the next Alien movie. Yeah. At least not in theaters. You are. I, <laughs> I, I probably Quit am. lying to yourself and put on those pajamas, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
maybe I won't see it in theaters, but what if everything we just ripped on Ridley Scott today for mm-hmm. is a facade? It's wrong. What if he is the master of this? And just like how the chestburster in and of itself was a giant surprise yeah. and was awesome, what if these terrible movies are like a body and there's a good movie embedded within that within a movie or two will burst through this stupid Prometheus Michael Fassbender plot and this new good movie will burst through these shitty movies and be like, ah, I was here all along. Surprise. And we'll be like, ah, you got me. I thought you were a stupid movie franchise. Ripley wakes up on Earth and uh, it continues the story. From She's like, it was all a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream. (laughs) I had this horrible dream. There's this android playing the flute. After I was a clone, I had a dream. Yep. And that's, you know, clone dreams are all fucked up. I love it. All right. You ready to initiate the launch sequence, Matt? Yes, Rumi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here are our top five moments from the Alien franchise. This was a tough one to count down because there's so many good ones. At number five, we have the underwater battle scene in Alien Resurrection. The scene is super cool and for a lot of people is the best moment of that movie um i mean it's the first time we get to see the aliens underwater they're super agile it seems so lethal and dangerous everybody has to hold their breath and it is really tense and that is a really cool scene in a movie that a lot of people other than myself uh find (laughs) just okay Uh, it's a good way to revitalize that in the fourth movie of a franchise yeah it's absolutely a very cool scene in that movie uh, for our fourth, we had trouble picking just one, but we'll say it is the scene in Aliens when Ripley and Newt are sleeping and they wake up to find that the cameras are turned off, they have no gun, and there are two empty face hugger containers lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rumi brought up a great point when we were talking about that. He said, in an action-packed movie, that is just a suspenseful, like really terror-inspiring moment. Yeah. And... Uh, of course, that quickly escalates into cool action shit there, but that's definitely, it's a cool moment of terror in that otherwise really action-heavy movie. Absolutely. So at number three, we have the reveal of Ash as an android. Um, he attacks Sigourney Weaver, and she hits him with like a fire extinguisher and knocks his block off, literally. <laughs> and he starts spinning around the room, flipping out, and falls down on the table. Yeah. knocks his head off and like white milk blood is spraying everywhere and you're like whoa this guy's a robot nobody knew so crazy reveal such a cool moment super cool and it adds a whole new level to the entire franchise i feel yeah um beaten only by two spots first spot number two the power loader alien queen fight uh, I felt like we should put the alien, the reveal of the alien queen on here just as its own thing. But that fight scene with the power loader versus the alien, it's executed well. It's exciting. It is the perfect climax, the perfect culmination for this movie. It is just so freaking cool. Such a rad scene. And then number one, I don't think there's any surprise here, but it's the first chestburster scene in the first Alien movie. No one saw it coming. No one had ever seen anything like it. It was just... I, I can't imagine being in theaters, but from what I hear, people are like, you're just silent. You were just like, whoa. 
what the fuck just happened. Especially if you didn't know it was coming. It's got to, I mean, it changed the game of, of, of that level of movie for, or that type of movie to a certain extent. And it yeah. just is, I mean, it's per, it, it's executed beautifully. It's scary as hell. And I mean, just think about seeing that for the first time and not knowing what's happening. Yeah. So gnarly. It's they come out so of you. Good. It's so cool. Ugh. Well, that's it, Rumi. We finally talked about aliens. Um, I hope they start making better movies. That's all I can say. I'll give you one more shot, Ridley. <laughs> well, Do better I'm, next time. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are going to disagree with us because I know there's a lot of younger people who like the Prometheus and the Covenant movies, but they're wrong. You'll come to understand. There is um, a there is a, a, a thin sliver of nerddom who have their own name. It's a subsect of nerddom. Yeah. It's called morons. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you ready for blast off, Rumi? You know it, dude. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has asked about that. Did we explain that in the first one? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That was a dumpster fire fueled by James Franco's corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. James Franco pieced out of that movie hardcore. He's like, thank God I burned alive. <laughs> I'd rather do that than be in this fucking movie. <laughs> right? Well, that wraps up our Alien Franchise Shorty series. We hope you enjoyed all these episodes. Let us know what you think on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, at LaunchpadPod. Uh, let us know what you thought. Um, let us know where you think the franchise is going. What could make it better? I mean, I'm really bummed that Neil Blomkamp isn't going to get a whack at it, but who knows? We'll see what happens. As Matt said, maybe there's a secret gem ready to bust out like a chestburster. <laughs> I'll just be happy to get chestbursters again. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> So there it was. We had a blast recording these, and in two weeks we will have another episode, and we promise it to be a good one.